Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome to another Naturopathy Today. And as usual, it should be stimulating. Actually, today's session, I'm calling tidbits because we're all looking beautiful now that we've lost so much weight that uh, we want to maintain it. So today we're going to talk about different things that will help. And the first good thing that's going to help is Steve Langford. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Michael, and thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, truly. So, you know, I was thinking about some things I put together. And actually, ladies, gentlemen, you all can go online as well. And because I did see some sites that listed 33 things you can do that are less than 100 calories. I went digging back in my computer because I'm not a food person. Let me go there first. You know, whenever I do my consults, it's always about supplementation, vitamin, minerals, herbs, sometimes amino acids. And I have general rules about diet. And I'm sure you do the same thing, Steve. Probably tell them no sugar, (laughs) no white flour, no salt, or or diminish as much as possible. Give substitutes for salt. And, you know, try to eat organically. And if you're going to eat meat, then, you know, a few free-range critters. Minimize the amount of meat you eat, the amount of fowl you eat. And turkey is always better than chicken. And when it comes to fish, I always talk about deep sea fish. And actually what I say is go to Leviticus chapter 11, and that will give you the dietary laws. Because as much as food is vital and important, when I am counseling, for me, the goal is to give a result as quick as possible. Do you work that same way or are you more long-term program for results? Well, it's a bit of both and is often going to depend on the circumstances, of course. And some things take a longer time to work and some things take a shorter time to work, but they're working differently. So a good example of that might be, I always recommend fish oil because I've come to believe that fish oil is one of the foundational support nutrients that everybody needs. Fish oil is long-term. You should definitely feel the difference as opposed to say something like curcumin, which might give somebody a benefit even the same day, but it's not long last. So I try to get people to think both short-term and long-term. And when it comes to weight loss, I really like them to understand that nutrients, supplements are an adjunct to a weight loss program. The people who come in and say, give me a pill, So I can lose 10 pounds in three days. I'm going to a dance on the weekend. You know, that just doesn't happen. Or if it does, it's not healthy, normal weight loss. It's going to be mostly water weight. So the idea of getting people to understand that the key to sustainability is not just taking the right supplements, but to have realistic expectations and build a lifestyle and baby step changes that will lead them to the result they're looking for. Well, you know, you brought up something about looking for the magic pill, which doesn't exist. And if they want a pill that gets them off of, you know, get them to lose 10 pounds in three days, I think that pill is illegal. Probably. 
And so for, but for me, because of my practice, my rule of thumb was you'll feel better in three days or you get your money back. You know, my attitude yep. in life is either you know what you're doing or you don't. And, and with the products, I always say, you know, you got up into 21 days, you should have an effect or a result because my belief system is that most people that have a symptom, condition, or a disease are starving. You know, aside from the fact that there's an emotional component that, that sets in motion symptom condition, because it's one way that your mind is guiding you by having you look at what's going on in your body, because the mind is always working for you to keep you in balance and harmony. But the way that it talks to you is through its own particular language, which are, which is, <laughs> I call it symbols. Another way to look at it is emotional associations. So sometimes because we're not trained to think that way, we don't have eyes that see or ears to hear, we miss all the guidance. And then what happens is the mind says, well, you know what? I got to talk a little bit more thoroughly to you. I got to smack you upside the head and wake you up and make you pay attention. And so here's a symptom that gets you going. You may address the symptom from a medical or a nutritional perspective, although 90% of the people will run to the doctor. And because there wasn't a thought about it being an emotional sign that your mind was giving you, we continue on our journey being who we are. The next thing that happens is that symptom manifests as a condition. And, and there is a difference between conditions and diseases because conditions you can fix easily. Diseases are more entrenched. And that's the thing that things, conditions will, not all, but some will evolve into a disease because you haven't paid attention. You did not address the emotional issues and maybe not even the nutritional issues. And so you have it. So this is one of the reasons why I, I think it's essential that people learn to really stop and question. We talked about thinking in one of the other episodes, and it's essential. You really need to question everything. So getting back to working with clients, see, we do find our way back every now and we then. We do, eventually. <laughs> eventually. That's part of our charm, Michael. Oh, thank you. Good. I was wondering what it, what, what it could be called. <laughs> <laughs> so my rule of thumb was you feel better in three days or you get your money back. That's why I'm more focused on quick, not a fix, but a quick solution that will last provided, there's always the provisions, always those caveats, that one, you stick with the supplementation because it's not a drug, it's not a medicine, it's nourishment and change your diet. And only every now and then will I ever talk about diet to somebody, just the rule of thumbs that you, know, you and I just discussed. But for me, the real key is the supplementation is the foundation of excellent health. Well, it, it certainly is, I think, essential these days. I mean, we have uh, spent the last 40 years understanding the role that nutritional supplement plays in augmenting human health. What I tell people sometimes, though, is the nutrition, the supplements can't do for you what you're unwilling to do for yourself in other ways. If you only exercise once a month, not gonna have much benefit. 
If you only eat good food once a month, not going to have much benefit. But if you reverse that and you say, I exercise most days, then you cannot exercise on a day and not lose your benefit. If you eat well most of the time, you can indulge and generally not ruin your benefit. So it, we, it is really very much thinking about not only what we do, but how often we do it and yeah. how do we develop a habit so that these things aren't a struggle like they are sometimes in the beginning, but actually become more normalized over time. So when people reduce or eliminate the sugar, if they do it long enough, when they go back and they have that can of soda or that piece of cake, it's not as satisfying. It seems overly sweet and you can remember why you're making this change. But if you don't stick with it long enough, it it's hard for you to ingrain it into your thinking so that it becomes more normalized and make choices, baby step choices. If you can't do everything and who can, start with the thing that you can do and stick with that and then add what you can. And in the meantime, the supplements are something generally that everybody can take and stick with because it's not like giving up you know, your favorite foods or something like that, which is much harder and for which we have a much stronger emotional attachment as well. So uh, that's kind of some of the guidance I give when people are especially on this weight loss journey. And it is a journey and to help facilitate that. So here's a list of foods that I made that yes. are 100 calories or less. So here's some of the things. Apples. And one of the things I remember reading about apples, if you eat an apple for breakfast, it's better for you and gives you more energy than a cup of coffee without the caffeine. You know, this apple thing, that's one of the few fruits that we eat consistently year round. So apple a day keeps the doctor away. And, and the reason for that is, and people may not understand, you know, they may have heard that expression, but not know it. The reason for an apple a day the uh, pectin in apple helps to regulate cholesterol, regulate blood pressure, well, not regulate, but assist in regulating, and the bowels as well because of the fiber. Apple pectin is also a great detoxifier because it will draw metals to it that you can get out of the body. So an apple a day truly will keep you healthier. Well, it's a big part of, you know, when we look at the foods that are known to be health giving. And I, I brought this up in one of our episodes as the idea that it's not the bad foods that we eat that kill us, it's the lack of good foods in our diet. And that that lack of good food obviously leads to an abundance of not so good food. And if people would just start to add a little bit of nuts to their diet, little more fruit to their diet, little more whole grains to their diet, have more meals, vegetarian meals with beans in it and, and different seeds and all of these good foods. But whatever you do, choose the best foods that you can procure and prepare them with love and celebrate them when you eat them. And that's all a part of good health and good diet. Agreed. <laughs> that made me think. Uh, it made me think about the Carlos Castaneda books and the mm -hmm. medicine man Don Juan said that when you have a meal, you know you should prepare it with consciousness, with love and appreciation, and you should eat in silence. 
So that triggered a memory. Anyway, next up is arugula and spinach. I'm not a fan of arugula. To me, it's a little bitter. Mm -hmm. I love spinach, but spinach and kale and quinoa, and quinoa is on the list, but those three have a tendency to have oxalic acid, which binds to calcium. So it prevents the utilization of calcium and could lead to kidney stones more so than bone spurs and or spinal stenosis. Next up are beans. And you wouldn't think beans, but of course it's not, you know, you're not going to eat a pot of beans and think, oh, well, it's only a hundred calories. No, you know, I think it's like a, a half a cup or a cup of beans. I know with the wild rice, it's a cup and it keeps it about 80, 90 calories per cup. But berries that you mentioned are fabulous. The raspberries, blueberries, uh, blackberries, strawberries. The thing with strawberries, they must be organic. You know, people may not realize. Well, I've, I have read that list that says they're one of the most pesticide and herbicide laden foods in the marketplace. Yep. Yep. And since I learned that years ago, and as organic strawberries have become available, that's all we use. Yeah. Interesting, I, I oftentimes challenge people. I say, buy some organic strawberries. Same company makes the non-organic strawberries as well. Buy it's some Christmas. of each and then taste the difference. You know, I remember not buying strawberries again because they just didn't have any flavor, didn't taste like strawberries. Got to the organic strawberries and there it was. The strawberry yeah. of my childhood with yeah. flavor and juiciness. We have strawberries whenever they're in season now and always the organic. All organic foods do. So next right. up is, is broccoli. But the thing with broccoli, you know, it's, it's interesting. Everything has a thing. One of the things about broccoli, if you're on blood thinners, you're not allowed to eat broccoli because it does have a tendency to stimulate coagulation. Interesting, right? Cucumber, celery is also fabulous. And cukes, do you know that cukes are 20% cooler on the inside than the room temperature whenever you cut them open? Have you ever noticed even, even cuke that's not in the fridge, but take it out and cut it, it's cooler. I've never paid attention to it other than to know that, you know, they're cooling and yeah. that even people use them as cosmetic purposes for soothing um, as well. And, you know, using it cosmetically, I used it therapeutically. I've had clients that with acne had come in with their face, you know, one full of pustules and the other just a flaming red. And I said, you know, one, make a golden seal, a tea out of golden seal root and use it as a wash that will get rid of the bacteria. And to take the cucumber and slice it thin and use it as a mask, that will draw the heat out. So anyway, that was that was cukes. Celery is a great diuretic. Even celery seed tea is a fabulous diuretic. Eggs, believe it or not, are less than 100 calories. I don't remember, I didn't look to see if it was poached, scrambled, or over easy. You brought up fish oils. And yes, fatty fish are part of it. Grapes, oranges, popcorn, Greek yogurt, potatoes, but again, small portions, and all of those are really good. And a great breakfast, oatmeal helps lose yeah. it. I have other notes, but I think we've kind of, you know, wanting to keep this around 20 minutes. So we gave people some extraneous information to help them think, not to help them think, to stimulate their thinking, yes. some additional information. 
So next week, we'll pick back up on this because I did find a couple of things that were interesting. For instance, and we talked about diet sodas last week or the week before, and diet sodas actually are listed as a weight gaining situation. Fructose as a sweetener stimulates your appetite, makes you think you're not full. It doesn't stimulate that CCK that tells you that you're satiated. So I thought that was pretty interesting because sometimes people do look for those kinds of sweeteners when I think they're better off. Obviously, I always recommend stevia. Uh, barley malt is good. What other sweeteners do you work with, Steve? Actually, I work with a lot of different sweeteners, and it kind of depends on the application. But in almost every case, we're looking to use a nutritional sweetener. So like if I need sugar, I like dark brown sugar because it has some nutritional value. I've used honey. I've used agave uh, syrup. I've used coconut sugar. I've used uh, date sugar. Um, and <laughs> okay. dates are not really a sugar per se, but ground up dates, which are very sweet. Yes, so yes. we mix it up a lot depending on the usage. So we have probably five or six different sweeteners and it's only on a rare occasion that we might use white granulated sugar in some particular recipe where that property is, is needed. But it's so darn rare that yeah. I can't even think of a good example. But, you know, it's to say that, oh, I wouldn't not eat something with sugar in it, but only on a very special or rare occasion, then I don't worry about it. But I also find I don't eat a whole bunch of them because I don't appreciate that intense sweetness anymore. So a variety of nutritional sweeteners and sometimes a blend of them in a recipe, you can augment a recipe that calls for sugar by using dark brown sugar and then augmenting with some of these other date sugars and so on in order to give yourself a variety. That's the thing I particularly like is having a variety and not being dependent on just one thing, such as white sugar. Interesting. I, on the other hand, honey, period. <laughs> okay. Well, tea. you know, that's a, that's a perfect example of it doesn't have to be one way. Oftentimes people hear something about diet and weight loss and they go, well, that's the way it has to be. And that's the way oftentimes it's presented to people. I like to give people choices and encourage them to make better choices on an ongoing basis and settling in on that which works for them. It is an individual journey. There's no real right or wrong, except as if you're harming yourself by not consuming the right foods, not a good thing. But if you're attempting to improve your life and your diet, just keep making better choices. And on that note, we'll save the rest of the uh, thing that gives us something to work on. Steve, thanks for your time today. And uh, I'll look forward to working with you next week. Ladies Always, it's my pleasure, Michael. Thank you folks for listening. We enjoy having you here. Absolutely. Y'all take care. Bye folks. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.